0: Have you ever been excited about something, and your spouse just wasn't feeling it?
1: <laughs> I think he thought he always knew I was into numbers. I've always been pretty stabby with my finances. Now I haven't always done things perfectly, but he he's known this about me. When I started to read the blogs, I did start sending him things, so he kind of knew where I was going. I started sending him articles, and I started like mentioning things to him, like, "Wow, wouldn't it be cool if?" we were able to retire early, or if I didn't have this long commute and I can be around for the boys a little bit more. And so he kind of saw this, I think, coming to like head.
0: So how do you bring your spouse on board with money and not have it turn into a fight? Find out how in today's episode.
1: Welcome to Couple
0: Money, a podcast focused on helping spouses get on the same page, dump their debt faster, and get on the path to financial freedom together. I'm your host, Elle Martinez. This podcast is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Learn how by visiting bankbetter.org. Wouldn't it be fantastic if the two of you instantly were on the same page when it comes to your finances? Even though we're at a place now where we're on the same page with our major goals, there's still times where we have to sit down and figure out the details about how we're going to get there. We try to find solutions that we're both happy with. It could be one of us persuading the other to our side, or it could be putting together a third option. In other words, don't be surprised when the two of you aren't on the same wavelength. I believe that's a strength with marriage. The two of you are seeing and testing out ideas from different perspectives. That's why I really connected with what Jamelia said at the top of the show. You can sometimes be enthusiastic. In terms of finances, maybe you want to tackle your debt, save more, or invest towards retirement. And your spouse? Well, not so much. They're not fighting against you, but they're not really ready to tackle that goal quite yet. Since the two of you are in this together, how do you get your spouse on board, especially when it is a huge shift with your finances? I'm excited to share from the archives an interview I had with Journey to Launch creator, Jamelia Souffrant, since she's been down this path. She's gotten her husband, Woody, on board with drastically increasing their savings so they could pursue financial freedom and independence. In this episode, we get into how they first handled their money and paid down debt, how she discovered financial independence and introduced it, and how she won them over and created their plan. Are you ready? Let's get started. What I love about Jamila's story is not only are they working together with financial independence, I think that's great, but the two of them are respecting each other in their own style. They've made compromises that don't feel like sacrifices. They feel like they're on the same team. But when they started, as with most couples, Jamila and her husband Woody had different takes on money based on how they grew up.
1: I definitely wasn't necessarily frugal, frugal, but I always saved money. As an intern in college, I had a well-paying internship. I saved like 90% of my check. I've always just had that mentality coming here, being raised by a single mom, an immigrant, I just I understood the value of money at a very early age that maybe I didn't understand the investing part of it, but I understood the saving part of it. So I would say I was good with that.
0: And her husband was less inclined to naturally follow a budget.
1: He's not as money conscious as me. Meaning, he doesn't. If we didn't have a budget, he probably would spend a little bit more. And he does sometimes spend a little bit more that, like, if he goes to the store, he's like the husband that comes back with like too many things. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. wait, like, what did you do? But he, like, he won't necessarily go out and just spend obliviously, like, overspend too much. I'd say that he also was raised by immigrant um, parents. So I don't know if that helped. But he's Haitian and I'm Jamaican. So both our families are from the Caribbean and both didn't have much when they came. I saw my mom and my grandmom work for everything they had. I know his parents worked really hard to buy their own house in Brooklyn. Maybe because of that, he's just always been just simple and also very conscious of spending, but he definitely did not grow up like privileged or really understanding money in that way. I think partnering with me helps because we have these conversations and anything I'm learning, I try to pass on to him, but he's not into the numbers the way I am.
0: One thing they agreed on fairly early was keeping debt to a minimum.
1: When I started Journey to Launch, we didn't have any debt. Sometimes I forget about how much debt we actually had. And we did, we had some debt. I had credit card debt. Luckily for him, he went to school on a scholarship. So he graduated with like minimum debt. It wasn't that much. Then because he was a teacher, I, I think some of his loans got forgiven. When we came together and we dated for like a long time throughout college. So It's not like I met him in his late 20s and he had, you know, lived his life and accumulated all like these things. We met pretty young and kind of grew together. So probably having a more like finance aware girlfriend at the time helped him not spend too much. But yeah, he wasn't crazy into debt over the years had accumulated some debt, but we managed to pay it off.
0: Their only debt right now is their mortgage. So these two are doing pretty well. But Jamila saw an opportunity for more.
1: It wasn't until I was in my early 30s, and by then, I had I'd gotten married by then, I think I was pregnant with my first son, and I had a long commute. I mean, I still have a long commute. And I remember one day, it took me like four hours to get home. So typically, it's like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And I was pregnant, and usually it takes like an hour and a half, so it's not ever short. The fact it took me that long and I was pregnant, I just, it, like I had a breakdown, and I just said, I can't do this. Obviously, like I can like live closer to my job or get a job that's not as far and maybe that would help. But it it wasn't just about the commute. It was just about I just felt like I was like living a life that was not me.
0: As per her style, she began researching and running the numbers.
1: Once I realized that I had to figure something out, I started to just listen to podcasts and read blogs. And I discovered this financial independent movement. And people retiring early, I said to myself, wait a second, if they can figure out a way to do this, I have to be able to figure this out too. Went, I looked at our income, I looked at our expenses, and I figured out a way that if we were to aggressively save and invest, like how long it would take us to get to the point where I would no longer have to work. We would essentially be able to live off my husband's income and then any investments if we needed to draw down on them.
0: She was definitely pumped up and ready to go. Her husband's take, Woody wasn't so enthusiastic.
1: (laughs) Well, he, I think he thought, he always knew I was into numbers. I've always been pretty stabby with my finances. Now, I haven't always done things perfectly, but he's known this about me. When I started to read the blogs, I did start sending him things. So he kind of knew where I was going, started sending him articles, and I started like mentioning things to him like, wow, wouldn't it be cool if we were able to retire early, or if I didn't have this long commute, and I can be around for the boys a little bit more. And so he kind of saw this, I think, coming to like head. So when I came home, and I told him, I think I texted him first, I said to him, if we were able to save this much, we would be able to have this much like in X amount of years. I heard the story about the millionaire educator, he had said he started investing in 457 plans and that him and his wife on teacher salaries were saving hundreds, like over a hundred thousand dollars. My husband is a teacher. And I said to myself, wait, if he has access to a 457 also, in addition to his 403B slash TDA plan, we can even accelerate the savings even more. So I came home and I told him, look, we need to find out if you have a 457 plan available to you. If we do, We need to see how much we can put into that. What would
0: you do in that situation? Let's start with Woody. If your husband or wife came and was like, you know what? We could retire early, but we have to crank up the savings big time, like half of your income. How do you think you would react? What would it take for you to make that leap? Now, on the other side, how would you get your spouse on board with this ambitious plan? For Jamila, it was about listening and understanding where his hesitation was coming from.
1: He didn't jump in right away because I think for him at the time was only contributing, I would say maybe like, I forgot the exact number, but let's say it was only like four or 5% of his income to his 403B plan. So when I came home with the bright idea that we need to max out everything, we need to max out my 401k, we need to max out your 403B and we need to open up a 457 and max that out too. For him, I think he was just like, what? What is that? What does that mean? Because the mind shift was that his whole check would probably like be cut in half now if we were to do that. Even though everything kind of comes into the same pot, I think for him, it was part of his identity that, wow, my check used to be this much and now it's not even half of that i think for him that was kind of like a a shock to for me to even mention this
0: once she understood that it became easier to figure out a system that worked for both of them last year the two of them were able to save and invest eighty thousand dollars that was
1: incredible
0: but it took work and yes some compromises
1: it slow. We didn't just jump from contributing his 4% to 50%. We, I told him, let's think about it. We can do maybe a few percentages a month. And we started doing that. And one month, he just said, you know what, let's just do it. You can adjust it so that it's the maximum.
0: Even though she takes the lead with the numbers, Jamila and Woody have regular talks about their finances.
1: We have informal check-ins. When I first came to him with um, this idea i had my spreadsheets i said you know we were going to have monthly budget meetings and i had all these grand plans and the reality was we just weren't we with life with the we just weren't able to keep up with it now what happens so instead of having like a formal the third sunday of every month of sitting down and we don't like do that maybe one day we will if we can get it together what we do right now is i typically will create the budget We both have YNAB, so he has it on his phone. I have it on mine. Like, I update him. I'll say, you know, hey, check out the budget, you know, next time because maybe this is running a little low. Or I'll say, okay, I just did the new budget. You should look at it. It's like Friday night because that's what parents do on Friday nights now instead of going (laughs) out. So I might be working on the budget. He might be watching TV, and I'll be like, oh, come on, you know, we need to just, like, talk about this. Or what do we want to do next month? And, you know, might have, like, a little glass of wine to unwind about it. Definitely, I would say... The environment to have these conversations should definitely be comfortable and not and you know, try not to make it tense. I would love for him to like be the co-captain with me on this, but I think realistically what happens with couples, because I people ask me all the time, it's never perfect and it's not gonna be perfect and you have to be patient with the process. And so I'm just happy that he believes in my vision and he understands and trusts me enough to like follow my plan. <laughs> I try not to push it too hard in terms of, oh, well, we need to sit down and do this and do that. I I try to make it more casual.
0: So how about you? Have you two set up your next money date? So go ahead, pick a day on the calendar, and have some fun talking about money. If you're like us, you probably have quite a number of accounts between the two of you, including your old 401ks. It can be difficult to stay on top of everything, especially when your old employer switches providers, which is what happened with my husband. Here's where our sponsor Capitalize can help. Capitalize helps you find and roll over an old 401k into an IRA of your choice for free. They handle the entire process. And yes, that includes calling your old employer or the 401k provider on your behalf. If you're ready to make managing your old 401ks much easier, find out more at simplifyandenjoy.com slash capitalize. Before we wrap up, I want to share a few key takeaways I picked up from reviewing my chat with Jamelia. The first one is keep your spouse in the loop. I appreciated how Jamelia mentioned sending links to Woody about what she was reading and learning about. This can be a low stress, low key way to introduce your spouse to ideas that you're considering. Asking simple questions like, what do you think about this? Can introduce them to a different mind shift or a different plan. Tying into that is the second takeaway. Listening is essential to finding an approach that works for your spouse. Depending on how long you've been married or how well you know each other, Sometimes we think we know exactly what the other person's going to say. And you may be that in sync. Still, you need to let them express their concerns, hesitations, or objections. You may find out, one, you're not as far as apart as you think. Or two, even if you're not seeing eye to eye, you have a better idea of how to approach things and adjust the plan accordingly. Finally, be willing to test things out. Jamilia had a fantastic take on it by starting off where Woody was comfortable and then building from there. Once he saw that their savings plan was doable, it was easier for him to get on board and he asked her to increase the savings rate. I hope these tips help the two of you work together with your savings. But if you're ready to go and you don't know where to start, don't forget we have a free course it's called Five Days to 5K. It's a week-long email series that takes you through how to approach your budget to find, save, and make more money for your financial goals. Just head over to couplemoney.com slash 5K. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know we only scratched the surface with Jamelia's stories. So if you want to find out more about her and her family's journey to financial independence please head over to Journey to Launch. As always, I'll have links to our site plus more resources to help the two of you save more money over at Couple Money in the show notes. Don't forget, we're doing a Q&A episode next week and I'd love to include your questions. Just send them in. I have a form at couplemoney.com mailbag where you can check out the show notes and I have a link there. I want this podcast to give you the tools you need to have some big wins this year. Music today was provided by various artists over at Audio. Finally, and most importantly, thank you so much for being a part of our community. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.